Are you looking for more space and a little more green in your life? Well, I'm Tyler Johnson with Nebraska Realty, and I specialize in helping you find your ideal acreage, hunting property, or farmland in Nebraska. Reach out to me to find your outdoor dream. If you're already a landowner and are looking to sell, I'm your man for the job. As an endorsed land agent, I have specialized knowledge in land sales plus industry resources and a unique marketing strategy to sell your property for top dollar. I also have access to facilitate a 100% online auction for you through our partnership with auctiontime.com. You can reach me at 402-616-5801 or find me at realtortylerjohnson.com. You can find my other contact information in the episode description. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. What, you going to get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Kyle. Welcome to. Oh, welcome, uh, welcome to played it, played again. Let's go. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I blew it. it. We run it. I blew it. God damn it. Listen, one of these times it had to happen. Yeah. Look at this. So tricky. I mean, you just, just barely touch Listen. it too hard and it, the, there, yeah. it had to happen sometime. Yeah. It's been perfect. Like a 99% success rate right now. Yeah. He fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, speaking of fucking up, your phone is on mute. Yes. And you are recording. Okay. Hey, hey I did my job today. Go Thank be great God. indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 42. Coming at you once again from the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. We are once again in the not as hot brewery. Thank God. I turned on the AC today. Yeah, right. I asked him <laughs> for AC last week and he's like, well, do you have $25,000 or whatever the fuck it was? 25, I fucking wish. What was it? Like probably 50 just for the install. Yeah, $50,000. We could have air conditioning in here and make yeah. his employees so much happier and the people that do podcasts in here. So if we are, are taking any, donations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put our we, tip jar out there. Yeah, we have a tip jar on the barn. <laughs> you, you guys have been doing this for three years? Yeah. About, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, ish. Since 2020. There's enough people that listen to this shit for three years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know why people oh fucking God. listen to us. I know. We reach over a million people a month. Wow. Last, yeah. Last how many, number how many I people are in your guys' families? So, yeah. So a not a million. a million. Not a million? <laughs> yeah. My mom's Italian, but it ain't that that, <laughs> that big. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pity listens. I don't know. Um, yeah. A lot from Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Bots. Okay. Well, a lot we, of bots. When we go to sleep at night, we just put it on repeat. <laughs> 1.5. What plays in the studio Speed. seven days a week here? Yeah, yes. <laughs> like we're so tired of hearing Connor's fucking voice, dude. Everyone, everyone's tired of my voice. <laughs> yes, except you. That's fair. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is where you shut up, and I say what beer I am drinking, Florida Man, which is your. It's back. Yeah. Key, what the fuck? Key oh, lime, I just hit it from you. Key lime pie beer. It's right. like I'm drinking a pie. Yeah, I'm going to get that next. Pretty freaking good, boy. Well, what are you drinking that's not Florida Man? What you got? It's a baseball pod tonight, so I'm drinking the um, Ale Storm. It's brewed specifically for the Omaha Storm Chasers, the the AAA affiliate for the the Kansas City Royals. So I said, let's have a baseball beer. Stir it up. Stir it up, baby. Storms. Give me a milk carton, baby. (laughs) God, that dude rules. I love that guy. Does he still go to games? I think he's dead. Uh, No, he's fine. uh, He's just a little older. He doesn't come to games anymore. (laughs) Stirring it up from beyond the grave. 
<laughs> he's still fucking alive. Yeah, no, I, I saw his wife at a game recently, and I talked to her. He is fine. He's just a little older, doesn't like coming to games oh, as much. That's so bullshit. Is that your yeah. grandpa? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, I just... So we make the beer like in partnership with the team. So we get box tickets for all the games. Nice. It's a subtle flex. Um, (laughs) But no, so I go to every game and I I see his wife all the time. Their seats uh, are like two rows over from ours. So I always make it a point to say hi. Like I had the same question. I was like, I haven't seen him in like a season and a half. Is he dead? I didn't (laughs) frame it that way. I was just like, is he alive? (laughs) He's he's stirring it up from ICU. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Byers. (laughs) Kyle, what are you drinking? I've got the Hefeweizen. I, Eos. I, I can't stop with this stuff. I told you you'd like that, man. Yeah, I'm kind of worried for Kyle's health at this point. Like, yeah, the Hefeweizen, dude, I'm telling you. It, it, That's the best beer on You top. guys were mentioning you want to do the you, Florida Man next. Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen's another one you should take a look at. This is good. It's like a banana beer. Okay, there's it's no good. bad beer on tap out there. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I'm just Shut saying. Shut the fuck up, Mike. If you, if you like IPAs. Or if you don't like IPAs, you might actually drink them here because they don't taste like pine cones. I will say, I'm not an IPA guy. I don't drink grass in a glass. Jesus. But here Such they, ta- they taste so soapbox. good. They taste good here. I'm, I'm trying to promote your beer That's for the non-IPA drinkers. It's free advertising. You're, yeah. It's not free. It's not free. <laughs> they pay it's us not here. like, I don't know, you're, you're diminishing the art of the brew. Yeah. I'm not diminishing something that I, tastes like grass in yeah. a, a glass. I do have that, though. Do you, World, do, do you hey, drink IPAs? Hey, what? Do you drink IPAs? Negative. Oh, all I right. Can, I can't stand it. World class. In every glass. No. Yes. World class grass. In every, <laughs> every glass. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, you go. Already, yeah. You already know. Pilsner. I'm drinking Pilsner. Everybody right. knows every week. So, Mike, you had mentioned it is a baseball pod. Absolutely. We have with us two former Husker baseball players, Jeff Chestnut. Woo-hoo. How's it going? And Josh Rader. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. He doesn't get the barks. <laughs> Seems well, yeah, that's playing true. favorites I already. I just fucking started. <laughs> there, even there more, go. even better. Um, Jeff, what what do you got in your your cup over there? You know, that's a great question. I don't even fucking know. Peach around. That's the peach around. Peach around. Peach around. Yeah, I, just, I saw the peach as a Logan. I said, yeah, we'll go with that one. We knew your boy would be next to you, and then if you want to do any peach arounds later, uh, <laughs> whoa, that's why we put you there. <laughs> we wait for the weekend. Yeah, that's what, hey, that's what that cloth is for. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the cloth. We'll put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do I have to hide? He's got to stand, but. <laughs> Full zoom on the cam, full zoom. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is I like where this is headed already. Okay. Uh Josh, I you are drinking water, which is fine. Everybody needs a windmill. Don't right. degrade the water though. This is highly filtered and you yeah. can tell. Come it's high quality water. water. It's great. Yeah. That high quality H2O. That's right. You come to the brewery, you can get a mixed drink. You can get a beer. You can get a nice, refreshing glass of water. <laughs> Right. Hey, world class in every glass, baby. You Doesn't matter what's in it. Doesn't matter. Dude, look at that. There's no particles in it. There's None. nothing. You gave, him, you gave him a big <laughs> glass, too? Yeah, I like wow. him more. And I can see my fingerprints through the water. I mean, yep. it doesn't get much Good better. job. Hey, good pour. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, we already said your slogan, world class in every glass. Okay, let's move on. Let's just get to the big news of the day, guys. I mean, it's the, it's the old news that's new news. We've known this, right? Dylan Riola committing to Georgia today officially. <laughs> yeah, you could do the want one, I guess. I we, mean, well, we, we, it was expected. We've been done new this. Yeah. Um, Jeff had some uh, some hot opinions about it when he, he walked in. I, that's why I was so excited yes. to bring this up first because oh, yeah? you coming in kind of hot. 
That's a little me. bit. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, yeah. go Dylan, ahead. Dylan Riola to Georgia. What first thoughts? Go first thought. Soft. Hey, soft. Soft. Weak minded. Mm. Just chase the money. But no, it, I mean <laughs> it is what it is. If you, if it, me personally, being a Nebraska kid, growing up a Husker fan, I, I I would never go anywhere else besides Nebraska. And one would think somebody like Dylan, who is also not from Nebraska, but essentially his dad was a Husker great. Ingrained. Ingrained in his DNA. You, and then he sees Nebraska sucking him off for the last two and a half years. People like you guys talking about on podcasts. Sucking them off. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. Running fucking butter, baby. Uh, Been using you, chapstick you're already so much. On his brother. And, and then he doesn't come here. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a different era that we live in now where kids don't really care about Nebraska. And it's unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, hey. Kudos to him. Go make that money. Well, it's kind of the whole. Can't wait to see in the portal in two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what I've been talking about all day since the announcement is in four years of high school, he's gone to three high schools. You think right. this kid's going to change when he's gone to college? Like, eh. And Kyle, you brought up, it's a stacked QB room over there. What'd you say? How many four stars they got? Hell, I, I think it was north of like five four star least, QBs. At like, least yeah. three of them. Well, yeah. Justin yeah. Fields was what? The number one quarterback or number top five at least in terms of the country? He transferred out of there, went to Ohio State. And then you have JT Daniels from USC, who was a five-star. He went there. Who they all get beat out by? The walk-on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. mailman. So what's that tell you? That tells you Kirby Smart really doesn't care about who you are and what your ratings are. He cares about what you do on the field. And mm -hmm. literally has to be what you do on the practice field because walk-on white boy, he, I mean, he, he's never played a game. Right. And so he, he had to prove it on the practice field. So how else do you beat two five-stars out? You, you work hard. You outwork them. Mm -hmm. You outsmart them. You, you understand the playbook. You capture the team's attention, and you become the leader. It's real simple. But I don't know. It, it, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. I believe in Jeff Sims. So I don't give a shit about hey, him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's gonna be the next. He's gonna be the quarterback for probably the next two years anyway. Yeah, at least. Well, he, if he can work on that touch pass, he might be pretty good. Hey, but we'll right. see. And Jeff, we trust, right? Yeah. Honestly. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I think the we other thing Jeffs. with Raiola at Georgia is Jeff squared. If recent history suggests anything. Um, like with Stetson Bennett, once you're a starter, you play till you're 40. Right. Like, they'll let you play 9, 10, 11 seasons. I just, saw, I just saw that he still has not graduated from Georgia. I saw it too. Seriously? He's been there like seven years, has not graduated from Georgia. Is he even going to school at that point? Well, PhD in human anatomy, I think. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, he's doing, what else he's doing off the field. He's not studying anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Partying. I don't know. Yeah. He's like a Burt Kreischer. Like. Burt Kreischer style, just in college for 10 years, just living it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing about this too is like, I don't think a lot of people are out there saying this anyway, but the fact that Nebraska was back in the running, despite the previous coach kind of fucking up the whole recruitment before. Hey, wait, who was the previous coach? Scott. Oh, there you go. Just so you guys know, that's how we do it around here. Yeah. Um, we don't mention a last name. <laughs> But, you know, the fact that Nebraska was even in the running, and I do it in quotes because, like, we don't really know for sure. But the fact that, he, you know, he was taking visits and he got other kind of high-profile guys to come visit with him. And, hey, this place does exist. And, like, yeah, their record has kind of sucked. But, hey, they got this new coach in there. New facilities. Like, hey, maybe just maybe take a look. Can I... Can I go conspiracy Connor for a second? Oh boy. Did Dylan Riola keep Nebraska in the race as a favor to his dad and uncle? Like to just show these other recruits that, you know, Nebraska is a viable program. He just kept him in the running. 
I don't know. No, he, he people enjoyed were it. asking. He enjoyed it. People I mean, asking. I was at that basketball game when he was throwing the bones in the student section. Again. He maybe, was enjoying maybe himself. Maybe it was a, a favor lot. to his dad and uncle. He loved it when I took the picture with him. He loved it. Yeah. He looked so uncomfortable. That weirdo. That's where he knew he was done with Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. he was like, dude, Let's this go back in time. <laughs> if you had hey. this guy hey. after you guys were about to pitch or after you got done playing. If you had this guy come up to you and say, can I take a picture with you? <laughs> well, how would you react? What would you say? I, I, I tell my kid to go hide our kid. <laughs> tell my wife to go Josh hide is kid. on my side with this. Oh, sure. What else? Josh no, is lying to that's you. That's just because you guys are two beards. Trim the beard. Hey. Yeah, I trimmed it. Something's got to give. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just uh, I thought it was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And But now the fact that he's not coming to Nebraska, it's like, you know what? Maybe Nebraska dodged a bullet with this guy. Oh, that's oh, such here a dumb we go. Take. Hey, here we go. Because Jeff Sims is the truth. He's the future. <laughs> I do have high hopes for Jeff Sims, but if we got Raiola, I uh, I wouldn't be here because I'd be crying tears of joy in my corner right now. I would yeah, just but, be locked in and just crying. I mean, so hot take wise, I'm taking I'm taking the defensive end and the offensive lineman out of California over Mr. Oh, Raiola any single day of the week. I'd agree with that. Yes, those two make a bigger impact in the Big Ten than a quarterback ever will. No, yep. I agree with that. I'm just hoping that... But we won't get them either. So no. <laughs> what is fine. that? Well, let's we'll get them three stars and build them up. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm hoping that, like, this Brandon Baker, the, the five-star offensive lineman, he seems to dig it. You know, and it's hopefully the fact that Dylan isn't on board doesn't kind of, like, detract him away from Nebraska. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe that... If that does... Type have an influence. I know, I know. Uh, I know. So go, I'm saying go, it out loud. Go back into your closet and hide. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. I yeah. did have to look this up today because I was very interested to see how fast it happened. So do you guys remember it was maybe a month and a half ago when Nebraska got to that point where like 30, 40% that Raiola would come here and 24-7 dropped him to the number three QB in his class? Yeah. Yeah. Shortly after, it took 12 minutes after his commitment today. 12 minutes. He mm. moved back to number one. Did he really? <laughs> 12 minutes. I tweeted it, and then I deleted it because, like, I don't want to take this away. Like, the kid is a good quarterback. Like, I wish him nothing but success. But I was like, wow, it's really fucking weird that as soon as Nebraska was no longer in the running, they bumped him back up to number one. Amazing. He's, yeah. He's incredible. They did all these reevaluations. Yeah, in yeah, 12 minutes. played a lot of games in those last yeah. 12 minutes, you piece shit. of shit. I was <laughs> incessantly refreshing the page. Wait, it took 12 fucking minutes. <laughs> he, hold, hold on, hold on. I thought this guy said he works 50 to 60 hours a week yeah, here. He doesn't work. <laughs> I take Mondays off. We, we text oh, him man. in the mornings. Fuck, you text me on Mondays. He does not respond <laughs> on my day until off. noon every single time. <laughs> Have you ever considered I maybe just don't like you guys? No, I doubt that. <laughs> I come here out of spite. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, the, I think, uh, God, I shouldn't even say that. I think Dylan Raiola changed high schools in the time that <laughs> yeah. he changes the rating. <laughs> God damn it. Got his okay. ass. <laughs> Dylan Raiola, great like a, or good like a Georgia. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, they, they win a lot. He's, he'll he'll be he'll be uh, the third quarterback in that room. They'll win a championship. He'll get his ring, and then he'll transfer. Cool yep. to Nebraska. I Woo. didn't even say that, but I think he'll transfer somewhere. We'll, we'll get him at a discount rate three years from now. <laughs> discount rate. just two and a half million. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he'll, he'll be way cheaper than that. He'll be damaged goods by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'll start a Venmo fund. I got ten bucks on it right now. It's like half my bank account though. I can't go higher than that. <laughs> I don't know. And like some people are kind of like. Oh, uh, he wouldn't have fit in Rule's RPO offense Wrong. anyway. It's like, well, maybe Rule would have changed the offense for him. I don't know. 
maybe this Dylan Raiola kid's like really good. I don't know, but yeah. What they say, uh, the best player in that position since Goff. They said the bet the highest rated recruit since, since Vince Young. Vince Young. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's like a decent. He's a pretty pretty good athlete. <laughs> okay. Decent. Yeah. But it's like all this is to say, going forward, Nebraska just needs to win more football games. Because, like, the only reason why they were even in the running in the first place is because of the last name. That's the only reason. Yeah. And don't even try to fool me with, oh, we have good facilities at Nebraska. No, it was the last name. You think Georgia and- doesn't? What? You think Georgia doesn't have good facilities? Like that, well, that, no, I'm not saying you're saying that. Right. I, to, to the people who say, you know, the facilities are a big attractor. For a guy like Dylan Raiola, yeah. nah, not really. It's because they win a lot. Yeah, probably. So just, hey, Nebraska, if you ever want to get a player like this, start winning games. Perfect. That's okay. how it goes. Is, is that, that sounds reasonable. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, let's throw it over to these guys. Jeff, yep. you are the all-time... Appearances leader for a pitcher. I I think not just for pitcher. Yeah, for pitcher at Nebraska. And Josh, you are the all-time saves leader. So it's not like we just have two yokels that played baseball. Like you guys actually put in work, and you guys put. And your career ERAs, I think, are like lower than three. Probably close to it. I don't know what it is exactly, but quick question. You don't know? I don't know. I don't know. Off the top of my head. Quick question. All time appearances, all time saves. Uh-huh. Which one means more? Mm. Fight. Well. Yeah, we want to see fists. Yeah. Mm, nah. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to work. No. Well, because an appearance could be like, oh, we're losing one to eight, so they got to throw me out there. <laughs> that never was the case, though. Yeah. Right. That never was the case. Yeah, no. let them know. Let them know. Okay, Those fresh, were freshman meaningful, year was. meaningful appearances. Yeah. It, every time. So, in. To his point, it was it was before holds became an actual stat that they recorded. That was two years after I left college is when holds actually became a stat that MLB tracked. So that's essentially where I came in. I either, I either won us the game, or I shouldn't say won, but saved the game where it was at to hand it off to him or hand it off to Colton Howe to hand it off to him. Um, you didn't fuck it up. No, not often. Most for the most part. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to, not often. And to save games, I mean, that's that takes a... A different kind of animal. Then. Yeah. Are you you wired different or what? Kind of weird? I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I must be. One thing or not. I mean, it gets the blood flowing, that's for sure. So Yeah, I bet. But, um, I mean, I, yeah, I loved it. That's. I was, you know, asked if that's what I wanted to do the entire time I was in college, and I was like, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, the fact that not? the fact that the coaching staff had that that confidence in you, to, right. to give you the ball in the ninth inning. Right. And like, hey, you got this. Mm-hmm. Help us win this game. It's like, that's, that's got to be a point of pride for you. Right. Right? Yeah. So well, your, your senior season, you have 15 saves. Right. At a certain point when you were coming to the mound, were you, did you just have that like, I'm, I'm fucking him. Did you have that attitude? <laughs> like, coming to the yeah. mound when he wakes up every fucking morning. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where it starts. You get yeah. out of bed, you look at yourself, and you're like, okay. Yeah. It, Today's the day. Shoulders back, what? chest out, boys. That's yeah. yeah. That's the money got to live by in life. Right. Beard. So, beard. Your, your last save against Purdue, um, was it more meaningful that it was a Big Ten team, or what was your, your favorite save, like one that really stuck with you? God. Good question. That is a good question because, I, I mean, I don't have 
one specific that sticks out. Like you a got thirty three that stick out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Once. it's. I'm trying to answer it for you, buddy. Right. <laughs> and typically, you're good at that. I know. Thanks for the help. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so I, I, I mean, I, I can't answer for him, but that producer is can't couldn't be it because I was at the point in the year where we knew our team at one point was pushing top fifteen. All the all the projections has hosting regionals, but then our offense decided to take it shit for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, and we knew at that point our season was probably over unless we won the Big Ten tournament. So I, I don't know. Did you get to save at Texas? That's kind of when you burst on the scene. The thing I remember at Texas coming in with. Yeah, bases come on, loaded. horns down. Do it. Yeah, it there is it bases is. loaded. That was my dream school, too. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Well, when you're from, t- I mean, coming from Texas, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's where you want to go, right? And that was great. I mean, stepping out on the field first time ever in college, just shoving it right back up your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See ya. So let's talk about that a little bit. You're from Plano, Texas. Yeah. Why Nebraska? What what stood out? What Talk about your journey to Nebraska. God, that was a long one. Um... Went to a high school that was brand new in North Carolina. Um, Porter Ridge High School, Indian Trail, North Carolina. Fresh on the map. I mean, two years old, I think. So, no recruiting, no nothing. Nobody knew of them. Um, signed to a Division three school. And then it was, it was a verbal commitment to D3. I don't remember. Either way, uh, decommitted, ended up going JUCO route. Uh, One-year JUCO, and after that, the entire coaching staff decided to up and leave after a 52-9 and season. I was like, damn, wow. Let's not do it again, I guess. (laughs) See ya. Let's not run that back. Right. (laughs) Uh, Good enough. 52-9, and shit. Right, right, yeah. We started, it was like 27-0, and it was like an unreal season. Um, But – yeah, after that one year, it was kind of just like, um, what's going to happen? I mean, I had toured some other schools and, and seen some other universities, but um, got in contact with Nebraska. It was Ted Sola who reached out and was just like, um, come take a look. And at the time, I mean, I never, I never thought anything of it. Never really heard, didn't know it was out here. Most people, if you think that are not from Nebraska – What's there to do in Nebraska? Corn, yeah. corn, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you come out here and immediately. You see the baseball field, and it's like, oh, oh my god! Yeah, right? I mean, so then again, like we talk about facilities and stuff like that too. And it's uh, it's on a whole different level, especially ten years ago, right? Right, like ten yeah. years ago, we were top probably ten in the country, and now probably top twenty. But yeah, yeah. especially in this part of the country, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's that was going up. Um, NC State, Chapel Hill, too. And then just coming, I mean, Nebraska shit's on them. (laughs) That's good to hear. Yeah, that's very nice to hear. By far. Well, especially knowing that those, I mean, NC State just went to the College World Series. Mm -hmm. And North Carolina has been a mainstay at the CWS. So hearing that is like, uh, Nebraska, the last time they played in the CWS was 05. So, I mean, what, I was 14. To you guys, you were... Thanks, guys. Come on now. Shoot. <laughs> but, yeah, hearing that, it's like, you know, it, it's been a while since Nebraska's seen, like, they've been to regionals, right, and stuff like that. But We should have been there two years ago, but I'm not going to revive that. You know, and the, yeah, they went to the brink with Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Which, we shouldn't have been that fucking region anyway. 
But again, yeah. probably not. Probably not. Got to set the stage, baby. Yeah, we always get boned for always. We, when we were there, we always went to fucking Stillwater and Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. who's notoriously good in the postseason. I think one his junior his senior year was uh, Oklahoma. We were probably I think we were top close. We were twenty fifth in the country, and mm-hmm. we got put into a regional with. Oklahoma State and Cal State Fullerton. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. um, and then my senior year was Oklahoma State um, was the two seed. Clemson was the one seed. And Oklahoma State ran through that region. I was just like, holy shit. Damn. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't know. It's just Nebraska always gets picked on. But that's also a poor mentality. I mean, you got to you gotta go out there and perform on the field in those situations. And that's where we uh, faltered to some degree over the last 10 years. So you've talked about um, there was one year where you were top 15. Uh, that year, you guys were a top 25. Does, like, when you're going into games, does having that number in front of your name, does that change your mentality at all? Does it make you a little bit more cocky, or is it just like, it's another game? It doesn't like, matter. Let's get out there and fucking win. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you have a target on your back at this point. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. I mean, people people see that right in front of your name, and you're like, okay, well, they're technically ranked higher than us, so we are going to play better and try and beat their, you know, beat the brakes off of them, so. Did that motivate you when you saw those numbers? I mean... No. Just as fast as it can be given, it can be taken exactly. away. And that's, yeah. exactly. that's a great point. That's what's happened. I mean, that junior year, we, or sorry, my my junior, his senior. Mm-hmm. So we, we spring break was Cal State Forts in Texas. We go four and one. Just beat the shit out of Texas. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Horns down. First time ever multiple national players of the week from Nebraska in the country. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were one of them. That was I the, was one of them. Yeah. Combined no hitter, yeah. Yeah. Flex again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Um, <laughs> And then we, then I think Cal State Florida was the midweek, and we probably should have won both those games. We won one of them, didn't win the second one. Um, but then the very next week, I remember we were going to Maryland, who was also top 25, and uh, Erst down the bus as we're going to the practice that Thursday night, um, <clears throat> literally said, uh, I don't care what you guys done to this point. None of that matters. And who you're about to go see is a team that's going to kick your face in if you're not ready for it. And we fucking got swept. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that team was freaking stacked, but yeah. – we weren't ready for it. I mean, at that point, you could say there were pre- people on the team that were probably looking at the, the number in front of our name, and we were going to Maryland. None of us knew who Maryland was. And we go out there, and the front end, dude's a first-round pick, mm-hmm. shoves it down our ass. Um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of factors that weak people probably would have put into effect. Like, I think Friday was a rain out, so we had to, we had to play a doubleheader Saturday. We lose game one, lose game two. We were close in it, and then some dude uh, who plays for the Rays right now, I forgot his name, he was their second baseman, Brandon Lowe, I think. Okay. Just hit a ball over the fucking light pole in right field to take like a two run lead late, and we 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 lost the whole weekend. But um, yeah, that's as, as soon as it's given, it can be taken away, and that's right. that's that's just that's just sports. That's life. So I mean, you you write those good times, but don't expect it to last. Well, it's it's one thing because if you're an SEC school, I think people are more willing to give you that ranking just mm-hmm. because of the perception. But Nebraska is a Big Ten school. Big Ten conference isn't known for baseball, so anytime you you rank a Big Ten team, it's with caution, with caution, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like if Nebraska ever had a twenty four next to its name, well, they took two out of three against a really weak team. Mm-hmm. Nah, get them out of that top. 20. Kick them out. So yeah. they're they're kind of looking for excuses. To Big take Ten's that. really quick to get out as soon as they get in. And and, yeah. and what's funny about the whole Big Ten thing is like before Nebraska got there, right? So we we joined the conference. We were year two of Big Ten play. Okay, we had we had Indiana, who was a top eight national seed. The very next year, <clears throat> or that no, that year they went to College World Series. The very next year, when we had a prior best season, they were a top eight national seed. He left, 
my senior year, Illinois was the top eight national seed. Mm. So don't give me this bullshit about yeah. the Big Ten's week. At the top, the Big Ten, I guarantee you, can compete. I, I say the top four or five teams, depending on the year, can compete with anybody in the country. Absolutely. Two but, years ago, Nebraska yeah, it, takes Arkansas to the wire. Right, exactly. And it, it's just a matter of, to your point, we're not SEC, so they, they don't look at it that way. We're not Big 12. I guarantee you, if you put Nebraska in the Big 12, the year we, when we were top 15, we would have been probably top 10. Yeah. The year we were 25th going to the regionals, we were probably top 15. But it, it is what it is. It doesn't really matter. What matters is getting to the NCAA tournament and what you do in the NCAA tournament. Outside of that, who cares? You can only control what you can control. Mm. And that's going out to the ball field and beating North Dakota State, beating Creighton. Yeah. <laughs> beating the UNO, all these, all these mm-hmm. teams that you should take care of business on every single midweek game. Yeah. You don't lose. You, you, midweeks get you into regionals. You get to 30. You get to, what? I don't know. Tw- say 25 to 30 wins on the weekends. And then the midweek gets you to the 40. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get so, to 40, you're in a regional. doesn't matter. brings me to my next point. So let's, let's get rid of the, you know, the UNOs, the Creightons, whatever. Um, I'll talk Big Ten specifically. What was one team that you guys just wanted to beat so badly, like it just occupied your mind? Who was the worst team that you wanted to beat every time? Fucking all of them. But well, that's I, I mean, I'd say I, uh, probably Indiana, just because yeah. it was... It was mono on mono. I mean, that junior year, those, that's probably two of the best Big Ten teams you're going to have in the last decade mm-hmm. was us in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, that, that team was absolutely stacked. I mean, you got Schorber on. Schorber, yeah. Sam Travis. I mean, there's a lefty. I forgot his name. He hit like 425 the entire year. Yeah. He was like a, one of their outfielder players. Their, Did you two starting pictures no? like six, which one? Did you strike him out? The lefty? Yeah. I don't think I faced him. I faced Schwarber. Did you strike Schwarber? Schwarber. Schwarber. loser rolled over to second base. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck the Cubs. All 175 pounds of me was probably fucking laughing at my chest down, but he would have ate my ass for dinner. <laughs> well, I think you might want to rephrase that one. <laughs> no, he would have ate my That's ass. That's why we dinner. got the cloth. <laughs> That's what the cloth yeah. is for. <laughs> I, knew, I knew college was going to be fun when my very first outing, the very first better I faced, I, it was against uh, Cal State Bakersfield. They hit a, it, was, it was two guys on, two outs. I hit this kid. And this dude throws his bat, starts walking towards the mound. I'm like, in my head, I get now it's probably 165. I was like, what, what the fuck's this dude doing? You really think I'm trying to hit you to get bases loaded? My first outing, two guys already on base. You fucking dipshit, go to first base. Yeah. Um, but of course, I'm I'm talking shit back to him. Um, what? What? No, I was probably saying a lot of f bombs. Fuck you! Um, fuck you! Go to first, um, fucker. But at that point, I was like, all right, this is college baseball. Let's go. Bring it on. Hell yeah! How does my that outing end up? Uh. Change up, kid. Fucking four hole hitter, hit it out the middle, and then fucking I got another oh. out. But I gave up one run, <laughs> unearned. <laughs> not, my, not my problem. <laughs> um, now you, Josh, you went into a little bit about how your recruitment went, um, being introduced to Nebraska, kind of not knowing what it was, and then getting there and going, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. But Jeff, I mean, you went to high school in Nebraska, so you had some. Wait a minute. Like- Wait a minute. Oh, Drum roll. Here we oh, go. God damn it. Oh, Millard South grad. Millard South grad. Patriots. Ding, ding. That's There's a sound effect for that shit. We need one. That's what. There it is. That's a, you're this the is third just a Millard, South, Millard South guy on the pod. You want a sound third effect? Third Millard South. Yeah. Third Millard South had, person in like the last five weeks. Yeah. We had Joy Felici. Okay. And then we had Matty Unziker. Yep. Uh, Hackbart. We are uh, a Millard South podcast. Yeah. Two quality. Yeah. We graduated with. Right there. Hey, you know what? You can you can maybe react to this. I said that former head coach Scott was so bad at just doing the most elementary things that even Andy Means could have managed a game better than him. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
Andy, Andy was X's and O's, black and white. Thank you. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's so, Kirk Ferentz and Miller South. Yes. Yeah. And well, you don't was. kick on size and you're up, you know, two scores. No. Like that. Like the most simple things on the one-yard line, what are you going to do? Probably run the quarterback up the middle or something stupid. Yeah. Right? Right? No. Instead, no, we're going to run a fucking swing pass and do something stupid or a, a, a tight end screen at the one-yard line. Like just a little shovel dumb pad. shit. That was just so, uh, just so hard to watch. Yeah. All right, sorry to interrupt, Jared. We yeah, go back, to, go back to your yeah. shit. Sorry. Your fucking Andy means shit. Yeah. yeah, we already, we know, we've gone over and over about the, the Andy means versus Scott fuck argument. We know. <laughs> um, but just get into your recruitment. Uh, I think you were a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just get into your recruitment to Nebraska baseball. All right. Well, I mean, this is a, this is rather... Longish story, but I'll, I'll try to summarize it. And it kind of it kind of yeah. goes to who him and I are. Um, in essence, it kind of rounds everything together. So when I first went to Millard South, I remember the very first. I was supposed to go to Millard West. I, I the only reason I went to Millard South is because I, I transferred the very last day you could. Um, uh, was because my select baseball team went there. Um, and I walk into the gym on whatever that first day was, where you go to all the coaches and like you meet them. Oh yeah. Um, I remember walking in. Um. With Danny Reagan. Remember Danny Reagan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was probably like 150 pounds at that point. <laughs> and uh, we walk up to the baseball table. And the first thing I asked was, I'm going to make, or not asked, say. I said, I'm going to make varsity. How hard is it? And I, the, the coach looks up at me and it's like, I don't even know who you are. Okay. And he's like, good luck. And then he looks at Danny. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and I think, Was that I'm Gary? Like, I don't get say who. <laughs> um, so I'm like, Okay, whatever. At that point, I was like, "Fuck this!" I should have gone the West. So, mm. anyway, so that was my first. That was my first reaction. And mind you, not before this, right? Before this, my entire select career, all I did was pitch. Because who did my I, my position was first base, and who was the coach's son's position? First fucking base. Yeah. <laughs> so why I was still playing baseball at this point is beyond me. Um, because I could have kicked ass in golf, but. So that was my first instance in high school. I was like, okay, that's fucking stupid. So what do I do? I'm going to go out work all these guys. So who was the first person in that class to make varsity? Well, I was. Um, flex. <clears throat> small flex. I'm not, very, I'm not impressed by that. Um, <clears throat> so at that point, I knew I was good enough. And I could see the people I was around. I, I still knew. I, I'm like, I'm better than this dude. I'm better than this fucking dude. I'm better than this dude. But they're all playing over me. Uh, so I was like, whatever. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going to keep put, head down moving forward. Um, so then I finally got to the point to where the fucking coaches realized I was good. Uh, so junior year was kind of that year where I kind of emerged onto the scene. Um, I was surrounded with good players. There's a lot of good guys that went to Nebraska Creighton that I embraced and they embraced me. And that's kind of, they took me under their wing. Um, and so junior year, I didn't hear anything. Senior year comes, uh, it was Ralston. Um, coach, our pitching coach at the time was like, Hey Jeff, you're going to be, you're going to be coming on the bullpen. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> I've never come out of the bullpen ever since I've been, even when I was a freshman. I'm like, why am I coming out of the bullpen? He's like, just trust me. Just, you're going to come out of the bullpen. I'm like, all right. So I was fucking livid the whole game. And I came out of the bullpen, and um, I think I struck two of the first three batters out. The next guy flew out. And I walked back in the dugout, and my best friend at the time was like, dude, look over there. And I'm like, huh? I look over there and fucking... Darren Erstad, sitting by himself, huge-ass forearms, just fucking standing <laughs> in the corner of the bleachers. I'm like fuck 
that's why I came with a bullpen today. Yeah. I, I, that was my last inning. He left. And at that point, when he left after I was done, I knew he was there for me. Yeah. Um, so then I was in, I think, whatever the planet class is, astronomy. No. Is that astronomy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. a text from Will Bolt, and he told me to come down and throw in front of Silva, him, and Erstad. So I did that. And at that point, they said, we when you come here. Um, and I was still a little hesitant. I mean, I could have gone, I, I'm not saying I could have gone all over the place, but I had offers, a couple other Division One programs, and a lot of JUCOs. Um, Iowa Western would be the, probably the biggest. I do. And if I would have gone there, probably would have been very successful at Iowa Western as well because they they pump dudes to Arkansas, yeah. TCU, Texas A&M, all over the place. Um, so then I get to Nebraska, and that's where him and I meet. It was in fucking uh, and some entomology, not entomology, horticulture, horticulture class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember him and I are kind of these kind of nobodies when we get there, and uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying we got picked on, but. <laughs> The dude's dude's definitely singled us out. And we just refused to let it get to us. Um, Well, in front of their faces. Right. Uh, Behind the scenes, we're, fuck these guys. Uh, But we would not show it in front of them. It just pissed these guys off. So they do it harder and harder and harder and harder. It's kind of like a fraternity, um, which is totally fine. Because uh, that shapes you. If you if, mm-hmm. if you run away from it, it it's not going to do you any good in life. You got to embrace right. that. You got to embrace the adversity. And um, so they keep doing that shit. And we're like, we're we're just going to do our business. <laughs> keep doing that shit. So when we go into the field and the practice, our goal was to outwork everybody. I remember, I remember it was a six a.m. practice or six a.m. workout. We had to run a mile or some shit. And I'm looking around, and these dudes are like six four, two twenty five, just huge. I'm like. I'm so fucked. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, what, what, how, how do I get the coach's attention? So I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to outrun everybody here. So what do I do? I finished, I think, top three every time. And probably didn't matter, but I at least knew I was getting onto the coach's mind. Um, yeah. I, was, I was fucking working hard. Um, and we get to thrown. We go through fall ball. Him and I do pretty well. I want to say either one of us did exceptionally well, but we both knew we were – we had enough to go compete against anybody, um, at least on that team. Um, then it comes to the travel season time. He makes the list. I don't. And I knew I was fucking good enough. And I was like, God damn it. And I remember as practice, well, the, our pitching coach came up to me. He's like, hey, I admire the way you handled what just happened. Because um, I think he knew, I knew, he knew. Mm. I was better than probably 10 guys that were going on that trip. Um, fortunately, the, the week of travel – uh, one of our starting pitchers got hurt. So I'm the next man up. Who throws the first fucking game of the week or the season? I throw in the first game of the season. So in my mind, I'm like, well, okay, that's just weird. So again, I'm giving all these opportunities to quit, all these opportunities to quit, and I don't. And the reason why we don't quit is because, again, the adversity shapes you, shapes who you are, on, not only on the field, but who you are off the field and who you are in terms of life. And it's just that type of stuff is just what him and I um, embrace every single day. Um, we didn't let we didn't we didn't let people walk on all over us, and eventually they they recognized that, and then of course they started trying to be best friends with us. And we're not going to they're our teammates, so we're going to be best friends with them too. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, it, because of them, I would say it's part of the reason why we're record holders. Without yeah. them yeah. shaping us to be fucking just dicks, because we were. I mean, I'd say I was a huge dick to people. <laughs> he wasn't far off, but I was more vocal about it. Um, <laughs> You'd say he was more of like an average dick. Yeah. Yeah. Small. Uh, <laughs> just, a, just a tiny one. He, he's more the dick that. Uh, Micro. I, I, somebody say something, I get back in their face. And 
we'd walk away and he'd be like, fuck that dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you're right. But where were you two Good seconds time. ago? Silent assassins in the background going like this. <laughs> you mean, Megan? <laughs> but it's just, it's just so funny. Like everything we did had a purpose. Every single thing we did, whether it was nutrition, whether it was in the weight room, whether it was playing catch. I mean, we'd fucking pepper each other's chest playing catch. And you have dudes that came to play catch and be running after the ball. It's just, we, yeah. we knew we had to give that much attention to detail in order to get onto the field. Plain and simple. Beautiful. Right. That's a, a great story to go into break and get some more beers. Agreed. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big ticket items. Just fill out an application and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60 DBO-54873. Cash fools, everything around me. Free, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, uh, we have a saying, no block, no rock. Thank you, Troy. Fellas, when we took our little break, getting, getting some refills on our drinks here, I got my photo man. Ah, I got my uh, squeeze the day. Yes, sir. Um, we were talking a little bit about, you know, team dynamics and the coach that you played for. Now, a few weeks ago, I think it was about a month ago, um, Darren Erstad did have his number retired by Nebraska out on the outfield wall. Um, what was it like to play under a guy like Darren Erstad? Great. Uh, no, it was awesome because, I mean, growing up as a child, all you see, you just see how hard he worked on the field. Uh, you know his legacy. You knew, what, 14 years mm-hmm. in the big leagues? Mm-hmm. How many gold gloves? Two uh, different positions. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. World Series. World Don't Series. got to have that. And you come two here, positions. two different sports. I mean, yeah. what more could you ask for for a head coach? What a great example to have leading your team in college, you know, as a – 18, 19, 20-year-old, just you, you just can't ask for anything else. And so. I mean, <clears throat> to his point, I, I, I mean, throughout, throughout baseball you, and high school sports in general, there's nothing but politics, right? There, there's, there can be uh, diamonds in the rough that never get seen because they don't get the playing time. That was the most refreshing thing is when I stepped on campus. He did not care who you were. Mm-hmm. All he cared about is – are you going to put the work in? If you're going to put the work in, I'm going to put you on the length of the evil, even playing field with anybody else, and you can go under, under the lights, prove your worth. Whether you're a walk-on or a scholarship guy, right? It doesn't right. matter. Yeah, exactly. So, if you were drafted to, uh, the, to the majors out of high school and opted not to go. And opted not to right? go. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. No. Well, and you were telling a, a story over uh, the break um, about, you know, the Speedo thing. <laughs> we got well, to see the pictures. Yeah, we got to see pictures of these these gentlemen in speedos. Yes, we did. That's <laughs> why there's that's why there's tablecloths. Yeah. <laughs> that's why the table is risen. Um, but you were you were just saying like you you had a guy that was trying to get in get in on the hijinks, mm-hmm. but he was kind of known as the slacker. Mm-hmm. So while you guys were running around in speedos and playing grab ass, whatever the heck you guys are doing. <laughs> That's every day. Erstad <laughs> didn't get after you because he knew that you guys put in work. But this other guy, he's, he's trying to do his grab ass, and it's like, right. no, dude. Yeah, 
and I, I don't know the exact details, but I do know. And he may have just been the first one to try to do it after we did. And that's when he essentially just said no. And he he ripped ass and not, not, not farting, but uh, he ripped the kid's ass. And then I think there's a couple other guys in the locker room trying to go do something too. And he, he essentially put it down as, as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, I mean, it's ironic. I think we've only got yelled at one time that I can remember by Erstad. Um, one time total or one time no, when like you didn't specifically it? singled out. <laughs> He's like, what happened? What did Jeff I do? Jeff and yeah. Josh. You guys. And, and it was because we were late to a bus. And we weren't even late. We were on time, but not early enough. Yeah. And we happened to be the last ones on the bus. Because um, we, are, we, are, we are extremely slow in terms of getting going. Yeah. Um, we'll, 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 we'll be looking at the clock. Oh, we're fine. we got 10 minutes, bud. Oh, yeah. We're still <laughs> we got five minutes. And uh, it was in California, I think, maybe. And uh, that was the time where he, uh, he he let us have it pretty bad. I got uh, ripped in the bullpen one day. By him? Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you do? Uh, he was giving a, like a pregame get-off-the-bus speech type deal, and my dumb ass still had sunglasses on. Yeah. Oh. God on damn you. Yeah. Because your future you was so be- bright, and you didn't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the, I mean, that was one of the things, like, it was – that's disrespect right there. Like, mm. Take your sunglasses off if I'm, if I'm speaking to you. That's like wearing... It's, it's eye contact thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like wearing a hat in a meeting with Coach Prime. Yep. Right. You don't do that. You don't wear take, a hat. Take it off. Put it in the chair. But right. yeah, I mean, that's the beauty about Urstead is that he, <laughs> the, the, the things that he would critique you on were things that weren't setting you up just for baseball, setting you up for after baseball. Exactly. Yeah. It was all about respect. Mm-hmm. And that was what's really, really great about him. Um, and to this day, I mean, I, I, we can text him and he'd respond. Um, and it's just, he's just a genuinely good guy. Um, his kids are probably going to be unbelievable athletes. They already were when we were in school and now they're getting older. So, um, he's just, he's just a really good dude. And I, I'd say the same about coach Silva too, our pitching coach. He, he was one of the dudes that, um, he told us to be us, um, embrace who you are and, uh, don't give in to other people. And at that point, <laughs> I remember this dude, we were in, we were in, we were working out. Right. And, um, <laughs> he was getting made fun of for something. And you know the chalk, right? Yeah. That you, you put on the waist. Don't get, well, I don't fucking care what it's for. Um, <laughs> and this dude puts two puts under his eyes like eye black and just starts walking around, chest out, shoulders back, didn't care. It's my gym. Now, and, <laughs> that's what it was. I mean, we just fucking, I mean, we just, you, you can't care. I mean, look yeah. at you for You're probably fucking in this podcast along with 500 other people in the state doing podcasts, but you don't care. I right. Don't you, you, fuck. You, you guys are doing what you guys want to yeah. do, and people are going to listen to it one way or another. So it's it's just. Well, it helps yeah. that we're, we're better than those other motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> As were you. <laughs> True that. We put in the work. <laughs> These other Husker podcasts running around in Speedos not putting in the fucking work. <laughs> Goddamn right. You see this equipment? We got tablecloths, bitch. This ain't bitch. fucking Peter Pan. <laughs> this ain't Pee Wee. I told you he'd yell occasionally. Yep. I told you before the episode started. I'll put him on mute. We, we <laughs> mute his ass. Mute his ass. Fired well, him up. And the, the other thing about Erstad too, is like him being a head coach at Nebraska and not technically being fired, but leaving on his own accord and then seeing him a few years later getting honored and getting his number retired. It's like, I'm glad he he went out on that note just because he wasn't the most successful head coach doesn't mean that we could still pay respect. Now, 
that kind of goes back to our other discussion about the football head coach guy who won a natty back in the 90s. I think it's a different discussion because with Erstad, I don't think you could ever question like his work ethic or just the work that he put into the job. Yeah, um, he, the, dude, yeah. the dude could have been the Dodgers head coach. Mm. He turned it down to coach guys like us. That, I mean, yeah. he, he put players above everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why he stepped away wasn't because he was going to get fired. He stepped away because he wanted to go be a father and go raise his kids and put them in position to be successful one day. Um, I mean, you look at the Arkansas run, and everybody's going to give credit to, to the current staff. And don't get me wrong, the current staff elevated their game. They brought in some key pieces. But you look at some of those dudes, Schwellenbach, right? That's an Ersted guy. Hallmark was. Hallmark, uh, Ersted guy. Roscoe, yeah. Ersted guy. A lot of those key pieces were Ersted guys. Not saying... I'm not saying Erste would have gone to the Arkansas region and done the same results. So kudos to Bull for getting his team to play on that high of a level in that situation. But he left the program in a very favorable yes. spot for whoever came over. And, and I think that gets a little underappreciated in that regard. Yeah. Building um, a program is like building a house. Mm-hmm. Erstad laid the foundation. Bolt brought in the finishing touches. He did. Yeah. For, and, for again, like you said, I think Erstad really doesn't get the credit for what he did here. No, he, I mean, and you look at, I mean, if we would have performed better in our regionals, the tenure under Ersted would have been completely different. We could I have agree. won three Big Ten championships, at least in my time there. Our first year, we took Indiana all the way to the final game and lost by one run. Otherwise, we would have been Big Ten champs. Our so- My sophomore year, his junior year, we took Indiana all the way down the wire and lost by, I think, one run. Schwarber hit the fucking bomb. Third year, shit year. But that was coincidentally <laughs> prior our most talented team. Our fourth year, my, or my fourth year, he was gone. We lost the regular season title by half game. So that could have been three Big Ten titles, tournament or conference, and it would have been completely different because he would have had a fourth a couple of years later, which was his first. Right. Everybody would be talking about him differently. A few heartbreaking uh, Stillwater regionals that we had mentioned. Yes. Yeah, I mean, before. and it comes yeah. down to the regional play. But you look at, and this is what kind of pisses me off about this whole thing. Look at Tim Miles. If Tim Miles would have got to the NCAA tournament, three out of the four years he was there while we were there, Everyone would have been sucking 10 miles off. Yeah. I mean, statue, statue, statue time. And, but you look at Fred now, and it's like, oh, he can't even touch 10 miles' worst record ever. I right? agree. He, I think he tied it this year, did he not? No, he went 500. Mm. Tim, I, yeah, I think that ties uh, 10 miles' worst season. Oh, worst season. Yeah. yeah worst that, season. that ties like, his worst season. Like, 10 miles was very underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But, and that's my thing, though. It's like, don't get me wrong. Should we perform better in regionals? Yes. That's what you build to, right? And we mm-hmm. weren't building it to that. So that was a problem. But we were getting to regionals, or we get into contention being regionals every single year. We were getting talking about hostings two of the three years or four years. So it wasn't that he wasn't putting us in position. It's just we didn't perform when we needed to perform. And then he gets a stain because, Oh God, you're not living up to 2005 team. Okay. Sure. You're right. But where was Anderson at? Anderson, all Anderson did was take over Van Van Horn and Childress's group of dudes did really good early. Sucked really bad after. And then Ursa elevated the program back. And where did he leave it? You got to the furthest you ever did in regional. Mm -hmm. You, you bring up a really good point. And it's like, uh, Ersat put you guys in the position to get to those regionals and everything. Right. How much of it? How much of it is in baseball? Is it on Erstad versus guys just not executing and doing their jobs? Because baseball is kind of a weird thing where it's it's. I don't want to say it's an individual sport, but it's like guys have to do their job in order to have the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. So when you you're talking about Erstad going in there and doing you know, setting the foundation and doing everything that he possibly could with those teams that you guys played on. I was like, 
where is the line? Where is it like, where's the, bl- I don't want to say blame because yeah. you guys, I mean, you guys had successful seasons. Right. Not everybody's going to be the national champion, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, where is the line where it's like, you know, if this person would have done this better and this, you know, we set you up there, or they set us up for this. Like, where's that line, I guess? I mean, and he might be able to answer it too better than I can, but I would say it's, it's on the players, um, especially in the, the beauty of the cult, the Ursaid Bolt era was Ursaid was essentially the CEO. He rarely yelled. He rarely talked unless we really sucked at practice. Bolt was essentially our coach. Yep. And that dude would light a fire under our asses any time of the day. Yeah. And that was the beauty of them two. And Silva, kind of same thing. Silva was on his own branch, and that was with us pitchers. Um, but that was why they're such a good combo. And I, our, one of our best regional years was with Bolt. And I, and I, I personally think it's because we had that balancing act of kind yeah, of the yeah. quiet coaches, but also the coaches that you're in a way somewhat intimidated of. After Bolt left, there really wasn't the replacement really wasn't the guy that was going to yell at you anymore. Um, great dude, great coach, yeah. but it was just a different, different vibe. And I think that's might be why the hitters in a way, and I mean, I'm, I can't really necessarily speak for him, but I can assume they kind of faltered as the season went on. Cause nobody was lighting it at or fire another bud when they were sucking. And I mean, I don't know if you want to expand on that. I, I mean, or, I would say you'd leave it all on the players too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, you go the entire off season or, you know, fall, winter, whatever it is, building that foundation like we've been talking about. Um, and he gives you all the tools. You have all the resources. You have all the tools. You've been, you know, you're getting taught things left and right. It's now the player's job to go on the field and perform. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be locked in for all nine innings or you're at bat or whenever your name is called upon, you can't blame anybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, that doesn't fall back on the coaches. It falls back solely on the players and the coaches are going to have to take fault because who's going to get interviewed afterwards who's going to get asked all the questions who's the heat going to be put on oh well the coach because oh they're the top you know they're they're leading this team well at the end of the day nobody's seen what's going on behind the scenes and that's the tough part about anything sports related is because like things are closed off during practice times during weight room times all this other kind of stuff like when the work's being put in but when the lights are on that's what that's all anybody ever sees, and yeah. and it comes down to the, the work you put in when people aren't watching. I think this is why him and I just clicked so damn well. It's because we were <laughs> obsessed with being the best, not when coaches were watching, when coaches weren't watching. I don't know how many times we went into the the Gordon facility, the indoor at night, and we we were nervous the coaches were going to find out that our our names pinged and we we're going to get yelled at because we were in there throwing. And I also don't know how many times my ass would be in front of the mirror at home after a bad outing walking through every single pitch that mm. I threw that day and why I didn't get that dude out and why he got a base hit. I would know. I, I can't say for a fact, but I'm 99% sure half that team wasn't put in in that same amount of effort. And I'm not saying they all needed to, but that's where it comes back. When you get into those tense situations, it's why we excel. It's because we fell back on our practice mm-hmm. right. and we excelled at our practice. My wife, his girlfriend, our teammates would say, we're the goofiest fuckers outside of practice. But when we needed to focus, we'd focus no matter what. And now I'm doing it in my career. He's still doing it in his career. It's just, we don't, we don't, we don't fuck around when, it's, when the lights come on. Are you so, well, uh, sorry. They're on. Uh, aside yeah, from. Fuckers are bright. Aside from one another, <laughs> and you don't have to name names, but was there ever one player that you like looked at and you're just like, no fucking way I'm losing to that guy. Like, no way he's going to outwork me. 
a position player or like any sorry, player on, on the team? team? Yeah, on your team. Plenty of them. Almost every single guy. It just every single one is like, no fucking way you're going to outwork well, me. Uh, I, mean, I think if you want to be successful, it doesn't matter how good a friend you are with anybody on the team. You have to look at somebody else and say, I'm fucking better than you. I'm the best player, position player, pitcher, hitter, whatever the hell it is. I'm fucking better than you. And if that's not your mentality, don't play. Well, and that kind of goes along with like, you know, Mike had mentioned baseball is truly a more individualized sport than most is, I mean, were there times where you're looking at guys with a lesser batting average or something like that where you're just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with all this time that we have to practice on this stuff? And it's like you're still not getting it. Mm-hmm. Like, were there moments like that where you like there was some animosity towards other people? I, I, I'd say that it's rare. I mean, a lot of you just you just bite your tongue, right? Yeah. You, like you said earlier, you could be in that situation very quickly. So yeah. you're not going to fucking say anything. Right. Um, you just bite your tongue and you know inside. They know inside. They're not performing well. Um, but I, I, I just, if there was ever like a hostile, whatever you want to call it, inner fighting, it'd probably be that year where our pitching staff was really, really good. And we knew the only reason why we were losing games because we weren't putting up three runs a game. Right. Like, we were losing games one nothing. We were losing games 3-2. Um, at that point, that's the only moment I felt like our team wasn't on the same page. And for whatever reason, there wasn't that vocal leader that, that got us to get on the same page. And I don't know if that vocal leader was Will Bolt who went down to Texas A&M that right. same year. I don't know if that's right. We couldn't get that team figured out or what. Um, but hands down, that was our most talented team that we were there with. Um, I want to go back to something that you said about Will Bolt. And when Erstad was the coach, he was the CEO kind of overlooking stuff while Bolt was kind of the rah-rah light of fire under your ass guy. And I look at this current team and – Last year, they didn't make the Big Ten tournament. The top eight teams make it to the tournament. So that was a big disappointment. And then this year, it was kind of, uh, it was hanging in the balance there until this weekend when they swept Penn State. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But, <laughs> shit. Fuck. Goddamn. Could you imagine if they went back-to-back years without making the Big Ten tournament? That would have been <laughs> kind of bad, right? But then we were talking earlier about how they've been struggling against the Creightons, the Omahas, the South Dakota State, North Dakota State teams that during the midweek, since the Big Ten is a weak conference, you need to beat those other midweek teams to build your RPI up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think a Bolt, is he the rah-rah guy? Because he's the CEO right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is he, the, is he able to be the rah-rah guy to get these guys up for the South Dakota State teams? And so I just think it's an interesting thought exercise where where's the balance between, hey, I'm the CEO and, hey, I'm the rah-rah, light a fire under their ass. Because there's only so many speeches that you can give to a team right. until it's, all right, I fucking said everything I could say. It's up to you <laughs> mm-hmm. to not lose to Yokel State. Right. Creighton. You know? And I don't expect you guys to, like, have a comment on that. It's just, I, I think it's very interesting that he was the rah-rah but he wasn't the head coach, but now he is the head coach. Like, is there a rah-rah guy well, you, on the staff? I mean, you would hope that him knowing how well that went, he would find someone to put under him that is the rah-rah guy, right? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And that, we really probably can't even speak to it just because we don't, we're not, we don't play for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't we assume that he's the CEO and he doesn't do the rah-rah? Sure. 
But I just, I think that's just in his DNA that he just, he's always been the fire guy, even when he was a baseball player at Nebraska. He was always the fire guy. So I don't, I don't know. I can't see him not doing that. Um, but it's just different, right? And when yeah. we were there, we knew Erstad. If we really fucked up, we knew Erstad was going to lay the hammer on us. But I would say people were also very intimidated of Coach Bull. Um, so I don't, I don't know. But I just, I, what I was saying was they had such a good balance. I don't yeah. know what the current ro- or current staff what the balance is. I don't play for them. Yeah. Um, it's easy to make speculation from the outside. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's, like I said, do. like I said, I I don't expect you guys to have a comment. I just right. think it's interesting to think about. But a lot of it comes down to the players. You can, yeah. like you said. They can always preach the message as much as possible. The players got to take initiative. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's I. We don't either. That's why. I, but you, you can't, know. you can't lose to Creighton. You cannot lose to UNO. No. You got to be, you, you got to beat your in-state schools. Oh um, shit! Hands down. Fuck. I don't think we ever lost a series to either one of those two teams when we played. Um, and that's the flex. status quo. Creighton, you know, it's not even a flex. It's just what you do. Yeah, Creighton. It's not even like worth. You know, bragging about it. it's just something you do. Well, I, in the modern, you day. wake up in the morning. In the modern day, Creighton. it sounds pretty good. So yeah. yeah. Well, true. Creighton. I mean, in, the, in their last however many meetings, I mean, Creighton's they've kicked dom- the fucking wheels off Nebraska. <laughs> they've dominated. It's been so, bad. Mm-hmm. We need some fucking curly mustache and beard action on the fucking team. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, we need a saves leader in the goddamn house. Mm-hmm. And speaking of being the saves leader, Josh, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Every time you stepped up to the rubber. Like, was that on your mind? Like, I'm about to I'm about to set this record. Like, did it ever get to your head a little bit? I don't think it even hit me until the day that it happened. Did you even know you were doing it? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Now, did they I tell really you really after that? They're like, hey, think, by the way. You- well, I think we might have paid attention to it when it was like one away from tying it. I think the Northwestern shooter. Because I think it became, it was, was it Northwestern or was it the Creighton game was when it was tied? I think that's right. I think he yeah. broke it against Northwestern. Right. So what happened, it was, it was extremely apparent in my nerves in the way that I actually picked. Because I think I hung a slider and it got, I mean, it got ripped. And I believe. That Creighton? Yeah. Against Reagan Fowler. Yeah. Down the line. <laughs> he yeah. knew the exact hey, pitch. Right. Miller's health guy. Miller's yeah. health. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It was. He was the, he was the one hitter we got to look out for, yeah. too. <laughs> that's, I think, the only time that it was actually apparent. Um and then even after the game, I remember Ursac came up to me. He goes, well, "No wonder." He's like, "It makes sense now why you hung that pitch." Like, mm. well, well, yeah, I was. I think that's the only time I thought about it. I was. <laughs> that's fair. I was. Yeah, my. I. Uh, I can remember vividly. My back leg was still shaking the entire time. <laughs> I was like, "This is really about to happen." <laughs> <laughs> Pucker factor. Right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you talk about batters you had to watch out for, and I, I have a feeling I know where this answer is going to go. No, um, we weren't scared of any batter. It wasn't Schwarber? Fuck I was, no. I could like, give two Were you really going to ask box. that? Yeah, well, he which, knew. Which batter, like, there was never a batter that you that walked up to that plate that you weren't even a little nervous of. It was just same deal every Not time. Not one. God, I love that attitude. <laughs> I don't care who's like, in that box. This table's I don't care. Right I don't care who's there. in the box. I don't care who's in the stands. It literally doesn't matter. When you're on that mound and you're in that situation, you don't even see anything. You see the fucking mitt, you see your catcher signs, and you go. The only time you look around is when your day is done. You're sitting in the dugout, and him and I have our fucking arms on the fucking thing looking around. Mm-hmm. But the game was already over because him and I are already done because um, he closed the game. Uh, so it would really be pregame. But, um, no, none of that shit matters. I don't care who it would be. 
Josh, it, it could be Bryce Harper for all I care. I'll fucking beam him in the thigh. He's gonna charge the goddamn mouth. Yeah. He, he, he's gonna throw it out. He got in a fight like two days ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he's a hot and I love it though. So, Josh, shifting from college to uh, your minor league professional baseball career, um, I mean, was there? Did the mentality ever change? I guess for you, because I mean, you are still pitching right now for for the Salt Dogs. Correct. Yeah. Has your I guess has anything ever changed from your time at Nebraska to now? Your pinch, your pitching mentality, anything like that? I would say no. Um, and it's like I said earlier. I mean, if if you don't go out there and, and you don't think that you're the best guy that at that point in time, you're not going to be successful. Um, and that's just kind of the way that I approach it every single time. Uh, and and quite frankly, I think there's there's times when I can look back any point in time in my career as well, and it's maybe there's like a slight mental lapse during one pitch or during, you know, one out or something like that. And you look back and you're like, that's why the result was the way that it was. Mm. Um, because I mean, it's, it's sports. It happens. It's going to happen to everybody. You're human. You're, you're human. human. You can't be, you can't expect perfection. You can expect perfection, but you're not always going to be perfect. Right. Well, in baseball, it's like right. a game of failure. Correct. Like you, <laughs> right. you can do bad things most of the time and right. still be a Hall of Famer. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, mentality doesn't ever change. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you get. It doesn't matter how long you play for. I, I mean, yeah, it, it should stay the same. Yeah. You, you know what I love is, I mean, you were originally drafted by the Yankees. And you got that luscious ass beard, and it's just—I think it's very ironic because you know what their policy is, right? And I hated every single minute of it. <laughs> so yeah. Does that apply in the minor leagues as well? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a fucking dumb rule. Every single player. You got a mustache? Yeah, I don't play for the no, Yankees. No. Every <laughs> they single. They didn't even pl- consider it me. Did not matter. You could not have facial hair on your face. I love it. Until you reach the big leagues, and then you were allowed to have a mustache. Oh yeah, it's about big leagues. Yeah, Matt Carpenter has a nice. That's one. it though. Wow, he looked hair, like, he looked hair like had to be above age. the shoulders. Everything else mm-hmm. like that, and it's just I mean, most clean cut organization. I mean, that, I mean, look at it. That's why they're successful too, I guess. Mm-hmm. But well, they last yeah. one in two thousand nine. It's been yeah, a long time. it's been a long time. A long time. <laughs> My shit Royals <laughs> hey, won before jo- that. recently. <laughs> George Steinbrenner ain't yeah. there anymore, no. baby. And what sucks for this guy is like, <laughs> this is two days worth of growing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You're like fucking Play Doh. You just push hard and it comes out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One good shit and there's an inch. <laughs> I can't even grow a fucking beard. So. Um, I do, again, I'm going back to something that you said. Like, sometimes I'll be watching a baseball game, right? And like, they have the camera angle in a, in a way where it's behind the pitcher. And you'll, you'll see people like behind the, in the stands going, I'm like, how easy is it? to see a fan doing some dumb shit like that going, but you said you got, it doesn't matter. It may be easy for some, right? But I'm not, I'm not trying to toot our horn, but we were so mentally strong. (laughs) And that's the problem with, that's the problem with all sports right now is there's so many weak minded individuals. You, you have to put in the work, all the fundamental stuff that you do in terms of throwing, in terms of hitting, you got to do the same thing for your brain. You have to do it. If you don't do it when you get under the lights, you're going to suck eventually because you get weak. And you, you see that fan looking like you with a fucking red beard going like this. And, exactly. And you're like, oh, shit. I just, I just threw a ball. I just heard that guy yell something. Right. Oh, I better not throw another ball. Oh, I threw another ball. And that guy's yelling again. Right. In your head, game over. Um, and it just, it just comes down to that you have to be mentally strong. And I, I, I put a lot of credit to a guy named Ken Revisa who um, he came – 
to Nebraska. Um, he was a friend of, I think, Ursa and Silva's. He's at Cal State Fullerton. And all he taught was the mind games. And he was extremely, extremely good at it. And after he left Nebraska, he went to the Cubs, and they won the World Series. Um, he he passed away a couple years ago. But he I, I would almost credit him single-handedly for making me and – I have all I, of it. I mean – I saw it the other day when, when moving him into his house. He still has this entire notepad of everything that we talked about in that meeting with Ken. Mm-hmm. I wow. have the same exact thing, mm-hmm. too. And I have his books. I'm going to have my son read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, because people don't understand it. High school coaches do not have the time to teach your kids mental toughness. They don't have the time. They don't get paid enough money to do it. They'll teach you the fundamentals of baseball, but they will not teach you the mental side of things. And that's where guys separate from the others. Um, I would love for us to be able to teach kids that. Um, in the Omaha Lincoln area, maybe they'll be on the horizon here soon. Hey, but maybe Bolt should put you on staff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Put us in Memorial Stadium. It's just not not just baseball. That's mental issues. Um, in terms of mental you're not, toughness, you're not wrong. I'm not trying. I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm talking about mentality in terms of when you approach the field. Yeah, yeah. It starts before you even get to the field. It starts before you even get to the locker room. It starts before you step onto the dirt. Starts step on step onto the rubber. It happens. It, it, you just have to always be locked in. And if you're not, you'll you will get exposed at the worst possible time which is the beauty of sports. Yeah. That reminds me of a time when I was playing basketball in high school and I got fouled and I was shooting free throws. Okay, and mute there him. Was, just mute him. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is going in a good place. There, there was someone taking pictures behind the hoop. So literally what I was shooting, when I was shooting the ball, flashbulb, right when I shot. Yeah, and I would know. say this, no, I, right. I, but I missed. And that was my excuse to the coach. Mm. And you know what he said? Well, I guess you're not going to play in the fucking NBA. <laughs> that's a good coach. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I, it made me think like, oh, I mean, that's the way it would be if I want, if that was my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, that's and, life. And that's the beauty too. Of like the, and that's what I think was great about our coaches. I remember I was in a bullpen, uh, I think my sophomore year. I was going to go start against Cal State Fullerton at Cal State Fullerton. I think it was my second start. Um, and I was in a bullpen on a Wednesday, throwing a light bullpen. And I'm trying to throw... Coach Silva when we throw an inside fastball, and I, I couldn't get it. I was just throwing down the fucking middle and throwing inside <laughs> or outside, not inside, uh, to a righty. And he's like, what are you doing? Throw an inside fastball. I'm like, I'm trying. And it, he just fucking blew up. He goes, anybody can try. I can go get Joe Blow off the street, <laughs> and he can try. I don't care about you trying. Get off the mound. Bullpen over. And then I, had, oh, I went shit. and started against Galloway Florence two days later. But – that was the beauty of him and all of the other coaches is they understood the mental side of things. You can't just try. You got to go do. Even if you fail, go do it. Mm-hmm. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. It's sure. the most underrated saying, too. Like, yeah. God. God. <laughs> Don't show That's, it. Man. Listen. Like, go this, out and just do it. Are you talking about school or sports? Anything. Everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the saves leader in Nebraska history like, saying, fake it till you, you, you make it. Yeah. You faked it pretty well. Incredible source. Fake it till you make it. That's like 31 fakes. Hit the drop. (laughs) Um, You know, all I got got from that was just me picturing Bolt introducing their new mindset coaches Mm. out there in their Speedos. Fucking bring it on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's your guys. If you see us, you run a lap. Yeah. (laughs) That means you failed. Well, there's something to that, right? Just being like kind of, I'm not calling you sociopathic, but having a little bit of that. Just like, I don't give a fuck either what you think. Like, I'm going to put in the work, but I don't care what you think about me or like you're on the mound. And like we said last week, we had a couple softball pitchers on, you know, you're on an island kind of, you're by yourself. 
Baseball's a 1v1 game, kind of. Everyone's looking at you, waiting for the pitch to be delivered. Mm-hmm. You got to have the, I don't give a fuck, kind of mindset, right? You let your nuts hang, hang in the dirt, right? <laughs> yeah. They got to be dirty nuts as you walk with the mound. And that was kind of the saying of our pitching staff, right? Your nuts better be dirty when you come back in the mm. dugout. It's because you just Damn. have to. You, you, you can't run from the spotlight. You got to embrace it. You got you to gotta go at it head on. If not, again, you will get exposed. Hashtag dirty nuts. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag bring it on. Drag. So whenever, <laughs> so whenever a pitcher gets a a quality start, that's going to be one of our responses. Hashtag, Hashtag dirty, dirty nuts. nuts. He, yeah. I see that in the episode title already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Damn, that's good. Yeah. Oh wow, that's Welcome. why we do this. Right. Um, I don't. I only have like kind of one more question. I don't know if you guys had anything else you want to touch on, but no, nah, we're good. Um, Jeff, I know a significant part of your playing history was uh taking a a line drive to the head yeah like do you remember that twice actually (laughs) twice (laughs) yeah once in high school it's miller north got a fucking legal bat it's right when we got to go to the bb core dude popped off my head (laughs) went out to second base and then down at k-state k-state yeah he was gone um back to a slider it's a great pitch i don't know how the dude hit it but he hit it really well right in my head uh landed in front of uh ryan bolton center field I went down, failed, <laughs> failed my first concussion test. Um, no shit. Yeah, I blame the I blame the instructions. I can't understand it. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm looking at well, because you had a concussion. I mean, I'm looking at 18 dots here on the computer screen. <laughs> no, there's only one. <laughs> Ryan, <why? laughs> that's why that's I failed. That, but I checked you know, out. They're like different colors. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to be looking at here? And I get how you done. Fail. Yeah, I get done. The dude's like, yeah, you didn't pass. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't pass. I saw all 18 <laughs> dots. What are you talking about? And dude's like, there's one. Yeah. Well, how many did you this see? Dude, this dude's. Hey, Goose is cooked. Yeah, <laughs> it probably like, is. There's a label of like how many dots correlate to how how concussed you are. Yeah, eighteen I'm dots means. I'm looking at the guy. Hey, Bill. Yeah, it's Rick. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm good. Can I go practice now? No. So then I had to I had to wait. I think 48 hours or 24 hours where it was for your next Shit. one, and then I passed. Um, still saw eighteen dots. So maybe <laughs> you just picked the right one. <laughs> maybe you got tired of me trying to argue that I was passing. Oh, um, and then I threw that that next week against Nichols State, and I vividly remember my first pitch. Mm. And this was like when I was like three outings away from the record, so I was a little pissed off. I was like, this, this shit ain't fucking stopping me. Um, my very first pitch, I throw it, and this dude takes a hack, and I remember flinching. Oh god! I was gonna say I like that first it. pitch when you come back, it's yeah. gotta be like. Uh, yeah, little gunshot. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Oh, well, whatever." Here we go. And I ended up getting through the outing. And I remember I was I was relatively pissed off. Good, I didn't give up any runs, but I gave up like three hits. It was bases loaded, and I think the guy fucking rolled over. Um, and I vividly remember my pitching coach just screaming, screaming like I just struck out the dude on three pitches. Um, but I think he knew that the, the situation, the circumstances of it's not easy to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, but I, it's just. It's one of those things where it's rare. It happened to me twice, but it's just, you, you, again, you fucking move on. Yeah, I, no. really, I really thought he was about to say, yeah, I threw that pitch and I saw 18 balls going out. <laughs> <laughs> 18 Swing at those, motherfucker. <laughs> well, and yeah, because... Suck my glove up. <laughs> when, when you think of guys like Granky, he's been pitching for 20 years, and Wayne Wright, he's been pitching for 20 years for the Cardinals. Right. And it's like, I can't recall a time when a ball ever came back and hit them in the head. No, what's and funny so, about it is I remember it. Like, I literally remember the dude hitting it. I remember the ball coming at my head, and I could. Th- I was like, oh, I can't move. Oh, shit. And then boom. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I remember I tried getting up, and Ersted 
pushed my ass on the ground. I was like, no, you're staying here. Um, and our trainer came out, and then they kept looking. And dirty nuts, dirty nuts, <laughs> dirty nuts. <laughs> Are my nuts dirty? <laughs> Is that why I'm on the ground? <laughs> yeah. No, that's your eye. Oh. Um, but it, it's just so weird when you're in the moment. I don't know why I couldn't hold my glove up, but I was like, oh, brace it for impact. Wham. And yeah. Away it went. It's on my hat. And I just, I mean. It, it, what the, the shitty part was like it wasn't on TV, so my parents called me right after. Um, no, I didn't answer, but um, did you, know, you have? Did you know your phone was ringing? <laughs> yeah, eighteen yeah. of them were. Like, I'm an ICU mom, uh, but <laughs> but the, the game wasn't on TV, and usually K State games were on TV. So when I finally called my parents back, uh, the radio announcers uh, Sharp and I forget who the other one was at the time, um, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yeah, they went silent, and then they went off air. So nobody knew what was going on, um, and they were all freaking out. And I was like, "No, mom, I'm fine." I'm, yeah, I'm failed. My like, listen, tomorrow, but I'm fine. I'm, I've got 18 doctors looking after me. We're all good. I'm just, yeah. you know what, Jeff? I'm glad that we can laugh about it now. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, know you and me both. Yeah, and my girlfriend, my wife at the time, or now, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, uh, that she was at the game too. And that'd have been my luck that I fucking lose an eye. And then two weeks later, lose my girlfriend. God yeah. <laughs> damn it. She's like, I just can't. I just can't. It's, yeah, it's all right. I don't want two eyes. I'm sorry. sorry. You don't I'm, love me for me. Yeah. But look at my eye patch. Eye patches are cool. It says your name. <laughs> but, no disrespect to people with one eye. But um, yeah, thank thank God we, we can laugh about it now. Yes, we can. That, that shit's scary no matter what. I mean, you see We can it, laugh about it. Oh shit! Which no. one is? Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. That one seemed You're, mean. Uh, Your skull okay. got caved in. Ha ha! <laughs> I just twitched. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is the portion where we throw it to you. And we're gonna let you like plug yourself, anything that and you're try up to, to catch it. Don't don't freeze. It's like we're gonna throw yeah. it to you. Just catch it. All right, yeah. roll it, roll it. Yeah. I know you're a little you're a little gun shy, <laughs> but yeah, just talk about like. If you want people to follow you on any social media platform, what they're doing now, yeah, just get into your lives a little bit. Tell our listeners what's up. Back in Lincoln after what? How many years? Ten, eight, yep. eight to ten, something like that. Um, salt dogs signed the contract with the Salt Dogs. Here we go, <laughs> go, yeah. dogs. go dogs, go dogs. Uh, we're one series into the season. Um, got the home opener on Friday. Who's throwing? I'm slated to pitch. God damn. I'm slated. Starter? I've got the start on that. Let's day. go. Damn. So, want to come watch the game, home opener? Feel free. <laughs> I'll Let's be go. there, buddy. Love to see you there. Listen, home opener and start? Yeah. That's, a, that's a big yeah. deal. Do they Different sell role? booze there? Uh, they do. They do. Okay. They do. It's good to know. We might have to make an appearance. When is it? Friday. Busy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal. Hey, we'll hold him down after this if you want. I'm not hard to catch. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, still, still kicking. Yeah, yeah. Still, yes, you are. Playing, still kicking, still pitching. You That's got a uh, right. social media where you want people to find you? Give you some follows, some likes, some retweets. Uh, just, just an Instagram guy. Honestly, okay. got a Facebook too, but honestly, more, more uh, interactive on Instagram. So. Okay, your at is. I think it's J Raider 13. There we go. There you That's go. It. Do you wear number 13? I do. There you go. Still do. Hell All yeah. Right. So. Lucky, lucky number 13. That's right. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Jeff, what do you what are you up to nowadays? What am I up to nowadays? Uh perfecting my golf swings one. Um Amen, brother. Not there yet. Uh, but no, I I mean I, I moved on from baseball. Uh it was my choice. I want to move on to 
just move on in life. I was ready. Um, again, I had the girlfriend. I was ready to go move on and be a husband uh, and move on essentially to my next chapter and see what I can do and how I can excel in terms of life. Um, here I am. I, I <clears throat> now have a relatively successful career. Um, got a kid. Uh, I mean, as some of you know, when, when the kid comes in the picture, your whole world changes, right? I, I was always skeptical about being the dad. I was the guy that was like, oh, I'm good for kids. I don't need kids yet. And then, boom, he's in my world, and everything changes. Mm -hmm. um, and that's awesome. So I, I, my goal is to be my, – my whole purpose now in life is to provide everything for my wife and my kid and hopefully kids one day. Mm -hmm. um, they're the center of my attention uh, no matter what we're doing. And outside of that, I hate social media. I got rid of it all after college. Um, I think it's a waste of time. I think mm. it fries too many brain cells in people's lives. But um, mm -hmm. so no, don't follow me on anything. Uh, however, um, I mean, him and I have the, have this kind of. I mean, we've been talking about it for ten years now. How do we give back to people in, in terms of baseball? And I think I think our next chapter. We don't know when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but we want to help develop. The kids that were like us, right? Not the kids that are the superstars on the team, but their parents are paying ten grand a year for lessons. Mm -hmm. We want to help the guys that are the, the diamonds in the rough that just might need a little tweak. They might need someone to lean on to, somebody to help, somebody to guide them, yeah. um, somebody to give them the mentality between the ears to succeed not only in baseball but in life. Um, not saying we're perfect by any means. Never will be. But there's so many hidden gems out there that just do not get the attention they should. Um and it's, it's a lot of things out of their control. So if we can do that uh, for the Omaha kids, for the Lincoln kids, anywhere in between, um, that's kind of where I, I'd say our journey as a friendship is probably going to be going here in the next couple of years um, outside of what we're doing personally with our own families because we think that's, that's a very important thing to do. And I, it's just it's, – it's, it's, a, it's a dog eat dog world more now than it was when we were in high school. Yeah. Um, Politics, and, maybe. And, and it's, it's just tough. And I, kids need role models. They need people to lean on to. And uh, I think we're both people that are willing to lend that hand and guide them through the journey. So hopefully more to come on that. Um, but right now, yeah, I'm just going to keep kicking away. Hopefully – Hopefully, have a bigger family here one day and uh, move on. So, well, if there's yeah. if there's one similarity that we continue to see with this podcast is we we talk to all these former players, football doesn't matter what sport it is, but you guys seem to always want to just give back somehow. There are so many training camps and so many former players that we have talked to, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm doing this training camp, and you guys can follow us at this company and stuff like that." Like. It's awesome that you guys want to give back. So we'll be looking forward to that, and we appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you guys for having us on. Yeah, and look, if, if you're trying to do this whole, uh, like, mentorship, you might need to get social media, Jeff. I don't know. No, yeah. don't. I know. No, I know it's hard, but. The, the name of what our brand will be will have the social media. Yeah, I there you go. I personally won't have it. I, I, I just, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 have I, Josh run it. Yeah, yeah. I had enough fun doing that back, back in the days, but now it's just, there's there's so much more to life than looking at your phone all day. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go enjoy it and teach my kid everything that he can do in life. So that's where we're at. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, Josh Rader, Jeff Chestnut, thank you guys so much. For coming on No Block No Rock, we appreciate your time. Yeah, thank appreciate you, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Okay. Thanks. At NBNR Podcast. Speaking of social media. Yeah. <laughs> At NBNR Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube. Pornhub. <laughs> yes. Mustache porn. Yeah. Curly, um, curly mustache 
Porn. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on there anymore. No, Maybe back it used to be a 20... top search, but that's gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. We've got your highlight tapes uploaded. <laughs> There's <laughs> plenty of them. Um, we have merch available through Evans Custom Apparel. It looks clean as fuck. Locally owned. Dude. Yep. We're, we're adding more and more uh, designs on there. The, the new merch looks absolutely unreal. Yeah. Those, those polos. The yep. first time I saw it, I about cried. Yeah. Scrumptious. So happy. Yep. I'm good with it. Yeah. So, anything else, guys? No, we're good. No. good. Let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cadillac. Josh Rader. Jeff Chestnut. As always, beat Minnesota for football. Sweet Purdue in baseball. Win the Big Ten tournament in baseball. In GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>